Welcome, everyone, to our very first episode of Deskless Live, the show that helps you understand, connect, and manage the deskless workforce. I'm your host, Jennifer Harris-Kroll. Today, I'll be talking with Anita Letink. Anita is a top tw 25 global thought leader in the area of future of work and an expert in how technology can transform an organization. She is founder of HR Tech Radar, and if you're not subscribed subscribe to her newsletter, well, you're missing out. Welcome, Anita. Hi, Jennifer, and thank you for that nice introduction. I realized I didn't plug my mic in, so we'll just use my computer audio. That's no problem, right? Welcome, right. Anita. All right, before we get started, um, I'd like to explain what we mean by deskless workforce. These are employees who don't work in an office, use a computer, have company email, or as we like to say it at Ant Hill, they don't sit at a desk. They work in manufacturing, retail, supply chain, and are actually 80% of the global workforce or 2.5 billion people. But most of the attention, articles, and software goes to or is built for people who work in an office and sit at a computer. <clears throat> this show is about changing all of that. Okay, Anita, as you are very aware, deskless employees are the majority of workers around the globe. Why do you think the idea of addressing the needs of deskless workers is only just now coming to everyone's attention? I think the pandemic played a big role in that. Um, and where didn't it, right? I have been in the HR uh, tech space for the past 20 years, worked for uh, HR directors. And very often we talked about self-service, but then browser-based self-service, right? You use that while you're sitting at your desk working on a computer. And we knew, and, and many of the clients that I had did have deskless workers. We just didn't pay that much attention uh, to them. I think the, the pandemic made it abundantly clear that suddenly we had this huge portion of the workforce that we needed to protect and that we needed to communicate with and do something extra for. And the systems that we had in place were simply not cutting it. Um, to begin with, the deskless workforce often doesn't have an email address, right? A company email address. So how do you reach them? Um, and and all these things came to light in the first year of the pandemic. There was the safety and security feature first, or worry, I would say. And then later on, we started to really think about, hey, we, we are missing something here, right? From a workforce perspective. Yes. And, you know, Interestingly, as we all know, right now everyone's battling what they're calling the worker shortage, but that's not actually what it is. It's not an economic or political issue. It's a demographics issue. And the pandemic uh, really just escalated what mm -hmm. everyone can see. So how can we help organizations understand that better? Yeah, so we've all seen this, you know, the great resignation articles and uh, last year in October, I decided to debunk that because I didn't think that based on the data, we were seeing a great resignation. Um, turned out I was right. And what I find extremely helpful is showing people the demographic pyramids, because then suddenly they realize that, wait, we have less people growing up than retiring and less people are uh, eligible to enter the workforce than are leaving it. So if you turn that into nice graphs, 
then suddenly people see this huge gap and start to realize that there's something going on that is a lot more difficult to handle um, than just getting people back into the workplace. And, you know, that is for desk-based based as well as desk-less workers, right? But the, the problem with desk-less workers is that you have to get them into your place of work. Where with desk-based workers, you maybe have, you know, some opportunities to have them work remotely, right? And how do you think that's going? I know I, you know, speak to a lot of organizations and there's kind of the old school, uh, you know, everything will return to normal. And then there are people mm -hmm. who actually get that. But how do you think we break through that barrier that some uh, leaders seem to have? Um, I think we'll just, we'll, let's just wait and see. <laughs> because, um, you know, the number of vacancies that are open is enormous. Um, the problems that people are having to fill these vacancies, uh, you know, they're, they're incredible. And so slowly but surely, people will start to learn that you have to rethink work. Um, you know, you cannot just go back to the way it was before the pandemic. People have experienced a different work-life balance, have experienced different ways of working. They enjoy that. Um, so if you want to hold on to them, and especially also in light of the demographics issue, then you better start thinking about alternatives. Yeah, I do. You know, the big trend right now is employers trying to become employers of choice so that they have that kind of reputation that people want to work there. Um, what do you, are your thoughts about how an organization can begin including their deskless employees and their overall uh, technology strategies. Yeah. And before we you answer that, maybe explain to the audience what a technology strategy is. Right. So when I work with companies, um, the first thing actually I do is not, I don't start with the technology strategy, right? Um, so the technology strategy basically paints a, an, an overview of the different solutions and technologies that you, you know, that you will end up with. Uh, and also how they are connected and how they fit into your overall landscape. And usually that comes with a data model um, and some other bits and pieces. But the one thing that I do before I start working with people on technology is actually have them think through their company. So what are your services today? What does your company look like today? What will it look like three to five years from now? What kind of people will you need? What kind of skill sets um, will, you, uh, will you need to get the work done or to execute your strategy? And then we reason back. And I do that because if you start selecting a solution today, it will be a couple of months. And, and for some solutions, it will be probably be like a year or so before you have them in place. Um, and then if you contract for three to five years, that solution will be used by your company in 2025, 26, 27. Um, and the world will change over the next five years. So you really need to imagine the possibilities and the functionalities that you want to offer your workforce before you actually embark on this uh, on this path and understanding your workforce 
knowing where they are, who they are, are desk-based, desk-less, um, what kind of support they need is absolutely crucial as a first step. And we see a lot of companies trying things out there. How do you recommend when a company has really no way, how would they start connecting with their uh, deskless workforce to even get that information as far as what they need or, or what they might even use? Yeah, um, I am a really big supporter of going out into the field and looking at what people are actually doing. How do they work? Where do they work? I'll give you an example. Um, one time I was working for a, uh, for a large air, air carrier and um, we were implementing some solutions at their freight department. Um, and, and this is, you know, this is the area where, um, you know, big pallets are loaded into airplanes uh, every day. And so there's a lot of manual activity, but there's also a lot of machinery and, you know, people, a lot, lots of people work there. And um, someone had said to me, well, these people cannot be included in this rollout because they don't have technology, they don't understand it, they don't know how to work with it. And so I went there on, yeah. Uh, and I was, uh, so I went there on, uh, on a Monday morning and I introduced myself and I joined them for a coffee break and we started to chat. And the first thing that I noticed was that the Monday morning coffee break was used to exchange all kinds of digital materials movies, pictures, music. So everyone sort of found the latest things on the web uh, on the weekend and they, they started to share it on their phones um, during the Monday coffee break. So those types of observations helped me to go back um, to, the, to the company and, and to say, well, as a matter of fact, we can do something here. The only thing that we have to do is we have to make it accessible through their phones. Right. And, and keep that technology in mind. So don't we couldn't use like big pictures um, because this was a couple of years ago. So we were still on 3G instead of 4 or 5G. Um, so we had to make it really light and quick um, and very user friendly. But we could for sure um, help these people with, you know, with mobile solutions instead of just assuming that paper would work for them. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make, assuming that perhaps this the, the, the deskless workforce is not tech savvy. They are tech savvy. Yeah. They may not have um, a, you know, a smartphone or data or that kind of thing, or they may just not want to use it. That doesn't, especially the company's technology, that doesn't mean that they're not tech savvy. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, it's, it's just a different method. I yeah. think it's becoming easy, a little bit easier now just because everyone has a mobile. Um, maybe not some people have, you know, more simple mobiles than others. So you need always need to think about, can I do this text-based? Can I do this browser-based? Can I create an app for it? For it? But my um, point of view is that what works for the deskless workforce also works for the desk-based 
workforce, right? So if you start with the deskless workforce in mind, then for sure you have something that desk-based people can use as well. The other way around, as we've seen, you know, that was actually the stage that we were in before the pandemic. That doesn't always work. Um, so that's that's my take on it. Very good. Let's move a little bit over about turnover. So we're talking about in general, you know, how we can help de the deskless workforce. But specifically, when it comes to turnover, you see everything out there as far as technology goes. How can technology, how have you seen technology helping companies handle this? Yeah, so personally, I am not, not a big believer in technology as a way to keep your people close, right? I think technology is a, is a means, but what actually makes people stay and, and, or want to work for your company is the people that they work with and the culture that they have, uh, that the company has, right? Um, and technology can be a really good way of explaining to people what the culture is, um, how we treat each other, but people always come first, right? So here technology can be used as support, um, reinforcing the messages that you have, reinforcing values, all those types of uh, things. But from a, let's say from a great resignation perspective and, and how do we, how are we a good employer and how do we become an employer of choice? I still think that salary and benefits play a huge role. Um, and then um, people really want to feel that that they belong to a company, right? That they have something to contribute, um, that the company has a purpose that they can participate in, um, that they can support. And um, if they have great technology, that helps. But people don't, unfortunately, maybe for you, unfortunately, yeah, people don't resign over bad technology unless it's really, really bad. Okay, so you just mentioned something, and that's kind of the gap between the face-to-face the -face and the technology. So how can we help an organization understand that better technology for the deskless workforce means more connection, more human connection, which then, of course, as you just said, helps people have reasons to stay? Yeah, I think, so let's, let's, so first of all, technology isn't necessarily bad. I just don't think that you should build a connection through technology first and then, you know, and, and, and think that that can replace human interaction, especially in uh, deskless workforce um, situations. What I, what I do think is that if you have, let's say, situations like the pandemic where suddenly this human connection cannot be made, then technology can bridge that gap. And considering that we haven't, we, we really didn't have a global event like the pandemic for about a hundred years, right? And fortunately we had all this technology because it, it, it got us through. Um, now that we know how we can apply it, I think companies have found lots of creative ways um, to communicate to people, to keep in touch, um, to make sure that they get the messages out. Um, 
but also things like our video calls and all of that to help, you know, people stay connected and, um, and, and make them aware of what's going on at the company. So it's definitely a means for connection, but I would say the human connection comes first. That's funny because, you know, my pet peeve is bad managers. So technology cannot replace bad managers is what you just said. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good summary. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't see any questions from the audience right now. Do you have anything else that you want to share with people today? Well, I think that for everyone, it is really important to think through your workforce, right? I'm trying to get the message across um, that for all of these things to turn out into or to turn into an advantage, you have to know your workforce. Who are they? Where are they? Um, Do you support them well? How many of them are desk-based versus deskless? What is your support for deskless uh, workers? Um, and, And so... I think people underestimate what they can learn if they take a really good look at their workforce. Um, Just go to these different places, observe what they are doing, and always, as I always say, just ask them because almost all of them appreciate being asked. And I have never been in this situation where when I asked the question, people did not respond, right? Um, but then if you do ask the question, also make sure that you follow up. Yes, definitely. And that's a great way to build trust is not just to ask the question, but then actually do exactly. something with the answer. So 100%. Okay, well, this has been a great and brief conversation, Anita. Thank you for being our first guest. I hope you'll come back soon, as I think we just barely scratched the surface here. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, lovely to be here, Jennifer. If you'd like to connect with Anita, we provided her contact information, or you can go to www.hrtechradar.com. Thank you again, Anita. You're welcome. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us for our very first episode of Being Deskless. We'll be here every other Wednesday starting April 17th, and I hope you'll join us for more insightful conversations about the deskless workforce. You can find more information on our website, www.anthill.co. Have a great day.